Weird. So weird that you won't shut up during the theme Talk song. Weird. It's weird. What do you do? What? Don't mess with the board. Man. I'll turn the board this down board if I decide is to. Set. It's got great settings already. Quit. I'm not doing anything. Messing with the board. This is weird. Uh, the yes, podcast. It's weird that you're allowed to run that thing. The, the podcast that brings you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse. And by the way, Craig, they're all true. They're all weird. These stories are weird. Okay? Yeah. That's why we do this show. Yeah. My name's Aaron. My name's Craig. And uh, we're happy to be here. And we're, well, we're, we're glad here that you're anyway. listening. Last episode ran long, by the way. Well, we give them, we give them a you know, bang for the buck. We give them as much much other their time as we can give them. Well, we did a lot of chit-chat last episode. That's what makes us so lovable. As I was listening, you know, editing, and you know how we do. We don't actually edit. <laughs> we did a lot of chit-chat. But here's Not the thing. so much news. That is what endears people to us. They love to hear our chit-chat. Really? Yeah, like right now. Listen, check it out. They're not changing the channel. How do you know? Because I have a I have an app. It shows me if they change the channel. What are you doing on your phone? I'm 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 texting with my boss right now. Uh, you're not actually <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing this, by the way. What What is going on over there? Uh, he asked a question about something that happened at work yesterday. He, really? Is this a Florida story? Oh, no. I just like to hit buttons randomly. big dummy, quit doing that. We can't do that. I like to hit buttons. Story. YouTuber eats 14-month-old burger to prove he can eat anything under the sun. Yum. No. The, ma- <laughs> the man. For- the man. is 14. The man. The boy. The man. The boy from Yorkshire decided to take the McDonald's 365 challenge <laughs> on it. Don't do that, man. Wait. Don't do that. What? Oh, no. I said he was 14. Now, the burger's 14 yes, months old. Yes, it's a 14 so it was a man. burger's disgusting. The man from Yorkshire decided to take the McDonald's 365 challenge, by the way, which is not actually an official McDonald's challenge. Is it not? On his 40th birthday. Oh, now wow. the video of him eating the 14-month-old <laughs> food is going viral online. If that didn't make him sick, that says a lot about the garbage they put in their right. food. Blind man flunks citizenship test because he wasn't given Braille for what? <laughs> That's the wrong story. Why is that there? I don't know, man. I can't get mine open. <laughs> I don't understand. Here's the thing. You have one job, all right? <laughs> Go over there, put your little notes I in. I was half asleep, put, okay? I've been your, busy. Put your notes in. Put the little stories in. Clippity clap, copy paste, and I get two stories run together. You know how that makes me look? Dumber than usual. <laughs> That's hard to do. That's really no. Goodbye, it's everybody. Not over yet. <laughs> Quit hitting buttons. Anyway, the 32-minute video posted on YouTube has been viewed more than seventy-three thousand views. Doesn't seem like a lot, actually. No. Matt bought the fast food meal consisting of Big Mac, uh, Big Mac fries, and chocolate milkshake in November two thousand eight. What happened? What did you do? I was fighting a yawn. <laughs> Man. Milkshake in November 2018. The fast food was packed in an airtight plastic container. Well, he's cheating. He's got it. No. It's still 14 months Which old was hamburger. then buried in a hole in, a fr- in his friend Andy <laughs> Thompson's garden. Why would he put the refrigerator? He was trying to grow burgers. Oh, yeah. The sales manager kind of and plant. father that of three. would look like uh, Audrey. The plant Audrey from. Audrey, uh, not Audrey. Audrey. That's a completely different. No. <laughs> Audrey. That's even scarier. The sales manager <laughs> and father of three gags up multiple times while eating the gone off food items, but bravely finishes 
off everything on his plate. Other than experiencing secondhand gags, viewers also <laughs> praised Matt for his effort. Why? One YouTube user commented, there's no way I could eat that. No. Another said, I'm both impressed and disgusted <laughs> at the same time. That's a line from uh, Anchorman. The, really? Well, his dog ate a it. whole wheel of cheese. I actually tried to watch that movie. wasn't funny. Baxter, his dog. Didn't think it was funny. He said, I'm not mad. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> the user also wished the YouTuber happy birthday. Several, uh, several patted Matt's back for keeping it all in and not throwing up. That says something. It says that people have too much time on their hands. It also to, to, says to, to, that to too much time on their hands. There, if there was real beef in that burger, surely there's beef in a McDonald's burger. <sighs> I know the quarter pounder is. I would say if it was in the refrigerator, I'd go, okay, what well, was in the refrigerator in a bag with all the air out of it? But it wasn't. But he put it in a, in a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cold, probably. It's cool. Did he bury it at the pet cemetery? No, he buried it in his garden. That was in the story. Was it in an octopus's garden? Or? Headline is okay, Craig. This this by the way, this is local. This somewhere. was this. Oh, it was Memphis. You saw uh, the this, video is right? ridiculous. Parents wipe down spray disinfectant on students after school employees' exposure to coronavirus. <clears throat> this now, says more about what's wrong with Memphis. I'm going to read this, uh, uh, and then we'll discuss it. As school as normal. A school district in Memphis, Thanks for the Tennessee, head up. I had no idea we were going to do that. Announced on Monday that the school that a school employee was in contact with someone who tested positive for the novel coronavirus. What's novel about it? Well, it's it's not a short story. I mean, can I get it at a or it, can I get it at a magic shop? No, it's a novel. Can uh, I get it like a prank shop? You have to go to a bookstore. Oh, okay. Um, they had some parents at the school wiping down their kids and even spraying them with disinfectant. I felt sorry for that kid. The father was spraying. Oh my gosh, the kid's <laughs> just trying not to lose his vision. He's right in his face. Right there on the sidewalk, too. He'd peel that off. That would work Would you better. stop? Stop. He can't run the board because he won't peel the plastic off of it. Don't nobody want their child to be sick, and don't nobody want to take the time, take that virus to their house, said parent Tasha Lott. Loft? Lott? Lott. Leaders with the Shelby County Health Department say this is not necessary because it's a very low-risk situation for students. It's a low risk situation. Let me just for say, if you ever come to Tennessee, if you ever come to Tennessee and your friends say, "Hey, we're gonna go down to Shelby County," say, "Nope." <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna stay right. Say, here. "Nope." All right, I'm gonna let the the audio talk for itself. But listener, you need to locate this video because it's hilarious. But this is this is what the audio. This is like. actual audio from the story from the video. And don't nobody want their child to be sick, and don't nobody want to take that virus to their house. Parents with children at Treadwell Middle and Elementary schools are not playing around. Many wiped their kids down, and some even sprayed them with disinfectant spray as they took them home Monday. And I wiped my children's backpack down when I got them out of school. Sure did, gave them gloves. Sure did. Parents are doing this sure after they found out an employee who works at Treadwell Middle and elementary came in contact with a person who tested positive for the coronavirus in Memphis. Some took more extreme measures. Two garbage bags. <laughs> My shoes and came and loose. Two sacks. You're not laughing. Leaders with the I just County can't believe how stupid people are. This is not necessary because Ooh. it's a very low risk situation you gotta see for this, students. People. Health Director Elisa Househalter says about 70 people came in contact with a patient who has coronavirus. Those people were quarantined at home but are not considered sick. She says most of those people live in Tennessee while a few live in Mississippi. It's right there on the border. Yeah. To stay at home. What about Arkansas? Kansas City, Arkansas, sure do love my mom and Paul. 
While the SES employee is quarantined, the district is focusing on making sure everything is clean. Still, family members Still. tell me they don't want their kids in school. It's messed up. The <laughs> came to my folks and daddy is so what's up? We gonna die and we gonna is that not solid gold? There's not one person that wants to take it to their house. <laughs> take it to their house, Craig. I, they don't want to take it to their house. Show did. Mm-hmm. Show did. Yeah, right. I don't know. Memphis is one of those towns that I drive as fast as I can, get over the bridge, yeah. get out of there again. Yeah, but as soon as you get in Mississippi, it's all good. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. Got the Mississippi I, don't actually, button, button. I actually don't accept Memphis as being part of Tennessee. They should just erase that you one. got Elvis. That one little. No, we don't. He's dead. Well, you got Graceland. What you got is the fault, the biggest fault that runs through Tennessee that formed the Mississippi. If it would just violently go off one time, Memphis would take care of itself. <laughs> You're awful, man. <laughs> Wishing that stuff on Memphis. I don't wish it on them. I'm just saying, are you done, by the way? Yeah, yeah that's all I got for I that. I can take it to the house. <laughs> show, show D. Alex Jones, crazy man, arrested in Texas. How old? Before you start the story, have you already read ahead and see how old he is? Because it shocked me. And Lori He's even gotta be it older than that. Lori looked it up. He was born in 1970. He's 46. Yes, he looks like he's 72. The way he talks, yeah, it gets on my nerves. Gets I mean, on my the, nerves. the way he acts, 46. He looks literally looks like he's in his late 50s. Uh, he does. <laughs> at least at the least yes at i least. wouldn't say in his 60s but he definitely looks no, like I, he's in I his late put him in his 60s well you're wrong he's 46 man get off his back yeah we were shocked she she looked it up last night you can take that to the house <laughs> so do you Infowars founder alex jones was arrested near austin on tuesday morning for allegedly driving while intoxicated oh boy he's 46 lives in austin and was booked at 12 37 a.m and released at 4 11 a.m 4 11 yeah, 411. Yeah. He was charged with class B misdemeanor and his bail was set to $3,000. This isn't that weird of a story to be honest. Well, it is in because December, it's Alex Jones and he got arrested drunk driving. No, Alex Jones himself is a weird story. This oh, is yeah. just a guy that got drunk driving. Well, it's Alex Jones. Uh in December, a Texas court ordered him to pay $100,000 in court costs and legal fees in a defamation case brought against him by the parent of a child who was slain in the Sandy Hook mass shooting after he spread unsubstantiated conspiracy theories about the mass shooting where 20 children and six adults were killed. He's not allowed to have an opinion? Well, it is kind of offensive the way he talks it about it. It might be offensive, but legal fee, there's a defamation case, unless he named the people specifically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he did. I didn't say it was right what he did. What I said was, is he not allowed to have his opinion if he thought it was... Uh, That's free speech, you know. And it, that only works on one side of the fence. It does. You can't yell fire in a crowded movie house. Unless you've got a hamster named Ted with you who's carrying. <laughs> fire! Unless you got a cold glass of lemonade and a... Lemonade, that cool, refreshing drink. Yeah. Well, there's a way you can do it. No, a, you can't yell fire unless there's an actual fire. What it's if it's illegal? I'm with a guy. His name is Fire. No, you can't talk to him in a theater. I can't say fire. No. Why? It's illegal. How is that illegal? That's People his name. People die. People die. People trample. But his name is Fire. But I'm saying that that's not he spells free it, speech. He spells it because he's an artist. It's F-Y-R-E. F. F-Y-R. Just F-Y-R. F-Y-R. Fur. Remember the fire festival? Yeah. Yeah. Fur. Fire Festival. One of my favorite stories we've ever covered. Fantastic. Right there with heebie jeebies. This guy, he's just like he thought it was going to happen. Yeah. All by itself. It's going to happen. 
Combined with previous lawsuits from parents whose children were victims of the shooting, Jones has been ordered to pay more than $126,000 without health insurance. It's a piece of red tape. What? Red tape? What? I, by the way, I almost sent you a picture of a roll of red tape this week because you were asking about it. Dude, this this story changed again. Did it really? Delgado? Domo Arigato, Mr. Delgado. <laughs> I want to pause. I'm going to give a blanket apology here. Aaron... <laughs> When oh, most, I see where you are. Most, no, it ended before that paragraph. Most people. Seriously, I was asleep. Most people <laughs> are stone cold stupid out of the out of the birth canal. <laughs> Aaron, I just don't know what happened. This is what I get for not using the stories our listeners. Say. He's a here's the thing. Aaron's a he's a smart guy. He didn't. He's not a dummy. But when it comes to putting text on a screen <laughs> and pasting and making things coherent, I was asleep. You shouldn't. You shouldn't drive your car. You shouldn't prepare the podcast notes. Good grief, man! Anyway, so apparently Alex Jones got arrested. And that's weird. Apparently, now we've actually we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Now. Headline is Japanese store curses. Quit. Oh, I was doing that one. Well. No, quit. no, I wanted that one. No, I want that one. No. Let me do the green one. Nope. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, that's entertainment. That's entertainment. <laughs> when Aaron Craig just hit here's a, here's a note. Here's here's a little lesson for you guys. If Aaron tries to put a like his hand up like a five year old to block the buttons, just high five the back of his hand. You're not supposed to touch me because that was the fecal surprise. You're not supposed to touch me because oh, coronavirus. coronavirus. <laughs> that was so classic. I just smacked his hand. Every button got hit. This is like this is like the adults aren't here and we're taking over. They, well, you're pretty much right. Headline is Japanese store curses toilet paper supply to protect it from theft. Stealing toilet paper wow. is an evil that only can be undone by greater evil. In one of the more uh, peculiar developments of the ongoing coronavirus outbreak, people all over Japan have been buying up toilet paper, just like they're doing here in Australia and everywhere else, like it's going out of style. And like they don't have enough wonderfully advanced toilets that they can uh, hose their entire undercarriage <laughs> yeah. down. That's true. Undercarriage. <laughs> Even still, like a roll of two-ply flung by a sixth grader at their least favorite teacher's house or even their best friend's house, there's no stopping this bum rush, Craig. You understand? Despite the official bum Twitter rush. account of Ministry of Economy, trade and industry recently being steady stream of stocked toilet paper pictures. All right. Recently, the stock toilet paper in a customer's restroom where I was being disappearing quickly. So I made a few designs as a little mood entree, interior decorator, and stopped losing the paper. I don't know what you said, but I heard something about Pampers. Well, they took matters into their own hands. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Hey, listener, you need to hit the button that says subtitles. Despite steady manufacturer supplies of toilet paper, store stocks have, been, have trouble keeping up with buying frenzy. So they took matters into their own hands and summoned the forces of evil to protect the shop's restroom from bandits. So people were going in there just taking the restroom. Like Ringu or something. Well, you remember when we were kids and we'd go roll houses, we'd stop by all the fast food restaurants and steal toilet paper. No, I never did that. <laughs> Neither did I, but I heard about it. <laughs> I heard people used no, I to never, do that. I never did that, and I was never in the food fight that apparently the happened. The great food fight of 1984 that Mark right. Patch started. Right. Well, yeah. that's what I hear. Okay, so... Uh, the scrolls took about an, a minute. So anyway, they made these evil scrolls. Remember that time Mark Patch said to you, he said, you remember Mark said, he said, I saw, uh, I saw Craig at the game room. Yes. He, he gave me a pocket full of tokens. Yes. And that was the last time I ever saw him alive. Yeah. 
That's what Mark said. Yeah, that was, that was his official Craig story. He said, but he said that's the last time I saw Craig before his <laughs> demise. That was the last time I ever saw the guy. Mark could write a book about stories from from he, he and I. Apparently, we hung out a lot. You don't remember it? No, I do remember it. You know, he had an uncle that was in the Imperials. Yes, you know the Imperials, not the Motown Imperials. This was no; these are the Imperials that backed up Elvis Presley. Those Imperials. Oh, wasn't there also an Imperials on Motown? Uh, not that I know of. Somebody in the Immaterials. Mater- You're thinking of Madonna and the Material World. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, are you not? No. Anyway, but I knew the family was in the Imperials. I anyway. Mark's uncle is one of the Imperials. And right. Mark called me up one day. This is like, I don't know, 82, Elvis Costello actually had a whole album based about them. It's called Imperial Bedroom. <sighs> Can I? Uh, go ahead. So Mark calls me up. He says, hey, you want to go on tour with the Imperials? You told I'm the like, story on the show already. I'm like, well, yeah. Well, maybe they're whoever's listening now, maybe they hadn't heard it yet. Did you have a bus? Yeah, we were on the bus with the Imperials. Was it like a school bus or like a real bus? It was a real bus. It was a fancy bus. It was the Imperials bus. Did it have Blu-ray? <laughs> this was 1982, <laughs> you big weirdo. You're a weirdo. Where was I? I don't know. Okay, so they made these scrolls. It took about a minute to make. Like on Papyrus? And to feature a few ominous kanji characters, such as hunger and evil and all this stuff, to scare away people. Scare. From staring away, from stealing away all their toilet paper. I think human nature fear the unknown and curses. Uh, the owner told some news. I said, this in case I am glad it worked. It worked out, Craig. I saw, it, he, just, mentioned, he mentioned me? She says, I hope. Uh, the uh, So these curses worked. Here's what some people had to say. Brilliant. Who wants to risk a curse over a roll of toilet paper? Talismans are a good idea. That's good. Putting your paper is still uh, vulnerable to demons and yakai. Yakai. What Popeye? Is what is Yakai? I don't know. But I can look it up because I got the magic of the internet. This really good art. It's simple but unsettling. This amazingly effective, and it looks cool too. There's no definition found. So a Twitter uh, user pointed out that despite having no basis in logic and re- reasoning, these kinds of spiritual iconography iconography are surprisingly effective in a society that largely considers itself <clears throat> non-religious. French mayor defends holding massive Smurf rally despite coronavirus spread. We must not stop living. Caleb boom boom. This Smurf rally will continue with your Jacques Cousteau. M- your mother was a Smurf and your father smelled of elderberry. <laughs> On Saturday, thousands of people dressed as Smurfs, the fictional blue gnome-like characters gathered in Landernay, France, uh, to try to break a world record. The mayor... Uh, defended the decision to hold the rally despite concerns about the coronavirus pandemic. More than 3,500 Smurf cosplayers gathered over the weekend <laughs> in an attempt, because they're the right size. I want to be there. Well, you'd fit in. <laughs> I'm not blue. Yet. Um, well, I will be one day. They gathered over the weekend in an attempt to break the Guinness world record for the largest group of people dressed as Smurfs. Like, that should even be a record. Last year, the award was given to a group of 2,762 who gathered for a carnival in Logringen, Logridge, somewhere in Germany. They said, uh, bring your croissant? Not in Germany, they didn't. No, but over here in the uh, French. Bring the, huh? In, in the French. In Francais. Saturday's event occurred just a day before Sunday. Parlez-vous? No, I, that's not exactly what. Francais. Okay. Stop. Collet boom boom. <laughs> Shut up. Baguette. Saturday's event occurred just a day before France officially banned gatherings 
uh, of more than 1,000 people to prevent. Well, 1,000 people can spread it. <laughs> Of the virus, which well, is now in, saying. and now infected more than one hundred twenty thousand people. What? Where? Worldwide, and oh, killed okay, more than yeah. forty three hundred. But it seems that the Smurfs were not all that concerned about the virus, even though the neighboring country of Italy has imposed a nationwide lockdown. The result of the gathering, uh, the results of the gathering, have yet to be verified by the Guinness Book of World Records. But the Smurfs in France have already declared victory. We figured we wouldn't worry and that as French people, we would not give up on our attempt to break the record. And now we are champions of the world. <laughs> we are the champions. No, he, says, he says, we, O-U-I, are champions. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> uh, one attendee told the AFP news agency, there's no risk. We're Smurfs. <laughs> Yes, we're going to smurfize the coronavirus. Smurfize. Good it was night. more important. The coronavirus is no big deal. He just became Italian. Is <laughs> nothing, another said. That was it. Uh, well, if somebody asked you, Craig, they said, hey, I will give you $4,500 if you'll let me infect you with coronavirus. Would you do it? Maybe. How much, I think I How much do I get? $4,500. Four thousand five hundred bucks cleared after tax. Yeah, that's take home. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it too. I'd do it right now. Yeah, I'd do it twice. We're not the. We're not really in danger. We ain't scared. I ain't scared. Mm-mm. Headline is volunteers offered forty five hundred dollars to be infected with coronavirus in a bid to find a vaccine. This comes to us from London in a race to develop a vaccine for the rapidly spreading coronavirus. Really rapidly spreading. What do we got now? I think we had like 11 cases in well, Tennessee well, but, the, but the thing is that once it starts, it's going to multiply quickly. Really? It has to. It has to. They said on the news this morning that the warm weather coming in this week will kill it. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You don't think? I don't know. Oh, it's not going to kill it. In the, I mean, the people aren't going to wake up healthy. They're- I already think that uh, it's it's already a knee-jerk reaction that's ridiculous. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. I mean, they're, they're, they're kicking students out of colleges telling them to get out of their dorms, and some of these people are like, I have nowhere to go. Right. You want me to sleep under this bush? I mean, hey. it's, it's George W., you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if he doesn't mind. No. Uh, this comes to us, like I said, from London, but the scientists in Great Britain are looking for 24 brave volunteers. I, I would do it in a heartbeat. <clears throat> Hivio, which owns the Queen Mary Bio Enterprise Innovation Center in East London, is looking for volunteers willing to be injected with uh coronavirus well, we know what their budget is now anyway these strains are far uh, are far less serious than the COVID. oh so the strains that you get infected with are much less serious than the covid19 which is what's going around why wouldn't anybody do this i don't understand volunteer selective i mean if program. you were gonna give me the if you're gonna give me the flu for 4500 no you're gonna have to give me a lot more because the flu's got the body aches the chills yeah it's nasty yeah 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 i don't want that but nah. if you give me for you, our age covid19 is kind of like having a bad cold from what I understand. I'm not really good with that either. I don't like a bad cold, but for 45 bucks, I can put up well, a couple of the video of the one guy that's circulating the web, the guy that talks about his symptoms and stuff, he said basically he just suddenly had a 103-degree temperature and a dry cough, and he was lethargic, but then that was it. It was over. Huh. How about that? He's dead now. Volunteer selected. No, he's not, actually. He's just, but he said it, it didn't seem like it was a big deal. Volunteer selected for the program will be compensated to the tune of 4500 bucks. 
and they will be kept in isolation and on a restricted diet for two weeks with no exercise. <laughs> Count me in, man. No exercise. No exercise and all the, or and all the blizzards. Contact. All the blizzards you can. Yes. You can put coronavirus in a Dairy Queen blizzard and I'd eat it. Sure, I would. <laughs> you notice this is interesting, though. Is this 4,500 pound, 4, pounds? No, it's 3,500 pounds, which equals out to about 4,500 okay, okay, pounds. That's, okay, okay. So this plan still needs to be approved by the UK's people. But uh, if you're interested in participating, which we, you can't. We can't we can't go over to London right now. Nope. There's a travel ban, which is smart. Probably should have been enacted earlier. Can't go to London, Munich, Paris. Where <laughs> New York, London, New York, Munich, London, Paris. Paris. Everybody talk, talk about, about the about virus. <laughs> Wait, it's coronavirus. It's London, New York, Paris, no. Munich. Everybody, Everybody talk about mm, pop music. Yeah. Talk about annual exploding hammer festival <laughs> might be the most dangerous event in Mexico. I'm going. Film. I, I'm, uh, no, I'm not going, but I want to see the film. Film at eleven. <laughs> When you hear the word festival, you probably think of Coachella or Glastonbury, one of the very last Okay. One of the very last things will ever come to your mind upon hearing the word is Mexico's <laughs> exploding hammer festival. As wild as it sounds, the festival sees participants smashing hammers with a mix of sulfur and chlorate attached to the ends. Oh, my gosh, Partic- it is an exploding w- hammer. I want to go to this. I want to put one of those in my brother's toolbox. Participants <laughs> smash the hammers against rail beams, causing them to explode in smoke. Where's the shrapnel go? Oh, my goodness. San Juan de la Vega, a small town in Mexico, is famous for the festival, which is dedicated to St. John the Baptist. Wait who a said minute. to Wait. be the town's Robin Hood. Wait a minute. St. John the Baptist, shouldn't it be like your head explodes? St. John the Baptist did not have hammers. No. He but did he not. Had, he did have the most delicious wild locust and honey, or wild honey and locust. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. he did. And he mm-hmm. wore a belt. And Yeah. yeah. He, yeah well, I, you wear a belt. Sure I do. It's not really that impressive now when you say it out I loud. I don't leave it? home without it. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> This year, a whopping 6,000 people attended the festival, including spectators. Over 100 police officers were also present, as well as ambulances to carry, I'm sorry, to care for the inevitably uh, injured. Over the course of the festival, for, festival, the festival, uh, 43 people have been injured. Hey, Aaron, you know what you do when you play on your phone during the show? <laughs> <laughs> It's still my boss. It's I'm, how about, I'm a busy man. How about you, know you put that now down? You know how I feel every other episode. Besides Police this in one. Oregon say a man robbed a donut shop with a hatchet. He was found eating a donut. You mean to continue? <laughs> Are you serious? Should I just continue what you ahead, work? Go ahead. Police in Oregon arrested a man on Saturday after he allegedly robbed a donut shop with a hatchet, left with a box of donuts, and stopped a short distance away to eat one of the treats. <laughs> Officers responded to a call about the robbery at 3.24 a.m. Nothing ever good happens at 3.24 a.m. The Portland Police Bureau said in a press release, uh, the Bureau didn't say what donut shop was robbed, but the Oregonian reported it was a voodoo donut that's open What's 20... 20- I don't want a voodoo donut. No, that's wait a minute. That's v- like the thing they put on those uh, toilet paper rolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was trying to think of. They're open 24 hours on weekends while officers were responding to what originally was called a disturbance with an axe. The suspect, identified as Christopher L. James, left the donut shop on foot. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, it's Christopher. Christopher Allen James. Yeah. Uh, left the donut shop on foot. Officers found James about a block away eating a donut and holding a pink box from the donut <laughs> shop, Portland police said in a press release. James ran and was captured about two and blocks from ran. where the police found him, according to the Portland Police Bureau. Um, a voodoo donut spokesman 
uh, said the company is cooperating with authorities uh, and surveillance footage of the incident has been turned over to police. The Portland Police Bureau said no one was injured in this uh, in the incident, and a hatchet was recovered from the donut shop's owner's forehead. No, that's not where it was recovered. It's a from. lot more exciting to say it that way, though. Uh, it was it was recovered from the donut shop. Uh, James Forty was arrested on first degree felony robbery charge and taken to Multnomah Mult, Multnomah Multnomah County Detention Center. The safety. This is in Portland. Uh, okay. Okay, guys. So you probably talk like this or something. If it's in Portland. The, safety, the safety of our customers and employees is Voodoo Donuts' highest priority. Voodoo Donut spokesperson wrote in an email. We are grateful that no one was injured during the incident. Yeah. The but donut. Don't, if, if you want to get arrested, rob a donut store. Check this quickly. out. The do, this is how the story ends. Ready? The donut company has three Oregon locations. Two in Portland, according to its website firearm homicide since then tweeted cnn reporter <laughs> daniel dale stop you knew it was going to be bad why did you keep reading <laughs> it just randomly at the bottom says firearm homicide since then what's the donut shop in hville that has all the fun nouveau nouveau donut i wonder if it's like that nouveau's pretty good eh, uh, well don't bring it up then if you I don't get no like- respect for it <laughs> don't tell me what to do i Sir, stay out of the Woolworth. I, sir, just, I guess I'm a purist when it comes to donuts. I like anything as a donut. I don't. Well, then I'll eat the rest that you don't I, I want. I do not. What I like is Krispy Kreme. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. That's what I got to say to you. We need to fix that clip. It's ruined by your Krispy clipping Kreme, it off of Krispy Kreme, hot now, not cold, like you like. That was good. Just, just, what you say. Best down the street was pretty good last time I tried no, it. No, sir. And I don't like I don't like any others really. Well, nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Mark Patch Top Ten. By the way, you got a you got a top ten. We'll have to recycle later. Yeah, because we yeah we'll use we, it. We broke script and didn't. Or Mark's. we could do we could do it after this one. Nah, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> top ten magicians of the twentieth century. You like magicians. You I, like to watch a magic I, I show. I do, but I do too. The, other than the ones that are, and I disagree. What? What do you mean you disagree? You this again. Look at number one. Ladies, <laughs> 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is just horrible. Oh, the humanity. The humanity. What is, what is wrong with me? Okay, oh. this is actually nine, <laughs> nine top ten magicians. Wait, let's do the other top ten. List. I'll take, no, 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 no. Let's do this because I can add one. <laughs> Harry Anderson could be number one. Okay, all right. Because Harry Anderson was amazing. He was just such a great sleight of hand. Oh, he guy. was so funny. Number 10, I have no idea who they are. Rune Clan. I don't know who that is either. And here's the thing. What? You don't always know the magician's names, and we're going to name some that people know. And if, I mean, you, there may be fantastic magicians. You may know them because you've seen them, but you have no idea what their name is because they're not marketable like the ones, you, the ones you're going to name in a minute. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I really don't know some of these guys. I can't really tell you. And the fact that there are so many well-known names doesn't mean there's not better ones, what I'm saying. Well, no, there are. There are a lot better ones out there. No, there's not. No, these are the top two. Oh, no. Looking at number two, I can tell you there's definitely. No, he's awesome. No. Yes. No. Just because he's a liar, like sir. Just liar. Because, just because liar. <laughs> no one can fly. <laughs> well, that's what magic is, is magic tricks. Number nine. They don't really Who's conjure up magic. I'll tell you, number nine, I'll tell you a minute. Number nine. Number nine, Herbert L. Becker. I have no idea, but he sounds like a guy that lives down the street from your uncle. 
Bob's your uncle. Number eight, Doug Henning. Nah. Doug, Doug was awesome because Doug, Doug was amazing. the big smile. He was a hippie. Hair. He was a hippie disco yes. magician. Yeah, and I miss him. Doug He's, Henning. Look up Doug Henning, kids. He, he is no longer with us. Uh, number seven, this everybody knows. Chairman of the board. Harry Houdini. Chairman of the board. Yeah. Number six, Lance Burden. I know his name. I cannot visualize yeah, who he is right too. now. Number five is two magicians. I'll tell you what. These guys are good. Penn and Teller. They are just so good. They are the masters of sleight of hand. Sleight of hand, rather. Am I keeping you from something? <laughs> yes. No. Number four. Here's the thing about number four and number two. Number four, to me, should be number one, because I can't figure out anything he Well, does. but here's the thing, That's though. how I judge. They use what they call fake shimps or whatever. They use people that are in the audience. They, they, they don't, they're not honest No, with sir. Them. They, they are. They're not they honest They throw out a ball. No. And whoever catches that ball is the one he no. brings up on stage. Yes, that's no. how they get around that. No. You are wrong. No, and I'm talking about that. I'm talking about like when they do the street magic stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, And they too. show up. Yeah. And then actually, the one about the name, number four, David Blaine, magic is not standing like a popsicle for six days or whatever. That's or not being, magic. Or being buried that's underground. That's a stunt. That's a stunt. Yeah. And the thing about David Blaine is that- But his magic is- freaky it's impressive on the show but the problem is if you read up on the stuff a lot of times there are people that are put there to give reactions yeah because they're not honest they edit the shows to make them look like all this stuff's going on like we levitates and stuff i know how the one levitation trick works oh sure everybody's seen that they've the people have shown that on, oh, I, I actually know how the one works on the street though i do too how well you, you got fake uh a fake pant leg that you slip out of and you actually lift that's yourself. that's going up the escalator no no there's no. a different one we're talking we're talking about two different tricks this one is there's the two levitation versions. where you lift yeah. yourself with the foot yeah right 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 there is one but, but that, the that, shoe goes up too because of magnets n- well and then there was a crane it's, it's attached to the now shoe they, for, for one shot they had a, a crane actually lift him up or a t- uh yeah, Some kind it's, of it's not real lift. magic. And here's the thing: no, the Statue of, of course it's not. Statue of Liberty, like Statue of Liberty came back. It did not go no, away. No, this none of this is real. My magic. point, my point is that real magic, that like like close up magic that right. blows your mind, is, 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 is really great stuff. But doing these stunts where the editor in the editing room can make anything look like these people have reactions that they I had. saw Doug Henning put a lit cigarette through the middle of a quarter and pull it out. You can buy that at a magic shop. Well, yeah, you couldn't back in the seventies when I saw it. Yeah, you could. You had to buy it from the back of a comic book. Number three. Of what are we even talking about? Number three of the top ten magicians, David Copperfield. I guess. Once he put a llama in a box, spun it around, opened the box, the llama was gone. You know the llama was there wearing a tuxedo. And then he spun it back around, and the llama's back. Someone told me they llama saw- Llama here, llama gone. Somebody told me they saw one of his shows live, and it, he ac- they accidentally saw how he did something. Llama, no llama. <laughs> Number two. Llama here, llama gone. Chris Angel. Okay. Chris Angel kind of unnerves me. There's actually, if you watch, he did this he's one. He's a little freaky. He did this one. No, unnerves me with his, he's not that magical. The, um, well, you if, you, if you, what you're looking for is a real if evil you, magician no, that uses real magic. I watched Lidsville when I was a kid and there was one. You remember that show? No, I don't the remember. The kid fell into the hat. I thought that's where you went to get a, a baseball cap. Yeah, well, he fell into a hat. It was Eddie Munster. It was Butch Patrick. He fell into a hat. A giant hat, and he landed in Lidsville. Sid and Marty Croft and Charles Nelson Riley flew around in a hat, <laughs> and he kept in there. He couldn't get away. And that was the evil magician. So anyway, Chris Angel. There's one where they're riding go karts or something, and you can tell uh, one of his tricks. They clearly tricks have a, mir- have a mirror. No, they're bad. They're not good. No, and there's one good. where he's going up an escalator, and he does the one you're talking about, where he slips his foot out. It looks like his, he's still standing there. 
Uh, and I, I mean, it looks, I like, he looks, like, it looks like he's levitating. No. But then when he was at the MGM Grand or whatever, the pyramid one in Vegas, yeah. and he took off flying right. through the air. Yes. We all know that's not a trick. That's a crane. We don't know that. But we do know that. It's a trick. He wasn't really flying. And number one of the top no, ten no, magicians. No, no, number of, one. Okay. Number but I, one I, of the top ten <laughs> magicians of the 20th century, Harry Anderson. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say number one is top ten magicians of the 20th century. <laughs> Harry Anderson was amazing. I, just such a such a fun guy. I would. He loved going. the Mel Torme. We, we could have had a longer uh, podcast, but I'm tired of you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm tired of me too. Who have you ever seen the show where uh, the magicians come on and they try to baffle Penn and Teller? Yeah, I love yes, that. I, have. I don't watch the show. I've seen like clips don't say of the it. name of it. <laughs> I'm not. No, 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 that's the other one. Well, that's that that happens on that one too. Oh well, this one is where they anyway they. There's one where they pick a topic and they call it BS, and that's something different. Yeah. But there's this one where they are like an American Idol kind of thing, and they're in front of them. Yeah. And uh, it's cool when they actually get them. Yeah, there's a few because, who are there. Because right. I actually, even though they're, I think, Penn Juliet's a loudmouth, you know, we don't see the same Sometimes opinions. I really like him, and sometimes... Well, but he's so good, I respect how he is. And so when yeah. I see somebody get him, you know it's good. Yeah. And Teller, he never talks. Well, he does, but not on stage. Did you ever see the Arthur Penn movie, Penn and Teller Get Shot, Get Killed? Yeah, he, get shot he or talked get killed? through a megaphone in that one. Penn and Teller Get Killed. It's a good movie. Yeah. Arthur Penn. Funny. Hey, Pops. Not going to forget you. He'll, he'll probably forget you. He's getting old. Coronavirus going to get you.